This episode was taped before the stay-at-home order that many of us are still currently enduring. If you have returned to work or life as usual, please stay safe, healthy, and aware of your surroundings. To those who are still at home, take this time to continue learning and growing. I love you, I support you, and I'm praying that you're okay. Welcome to the Boss Babe Life Hacks podcast. I'm Farah Lawless. I'm a speaker, writer, and serial entrepreneur. My passion is seeing women succeed in all areas of their life. And that's what I'm here to do with you today. On this podcast, I share stories of my own success, as well as interview women from all over the world who are making their mark in business. These women are CEOs, founders, mompreneurs, and globetrotters who are sharing their secrets with you. Take note as we dive in to some essential life hacks that will help you on your way to the top. You go, girl. Hey, what's up? Thanks for tuning in to Boss Babe Life Hacks, the podcast. I'm your host, Farah Lawless, and today we're going to be talking to a good friend of mine, Miss Naisha Barnes, um, on the topic Boss Babe on stage. So Naisha is um, based here in Las Vegas with me. She is a soulful singer and acoustic guitar player who whose voice I absolutely love. <laughs> she was born and raised in Long Beach, California, and she got her start singing soul-inspired music in the choir. Since then, she's performed on numerous stages, um, including some with me. We've had the opportunity to sing together, and it's just awesome every single time. Uh, but most recently, with the DAP Production Choir for the pop icon Mariah Carey at the 2019 Billboard Awards. Naisha, thanks for being here today, girl. How you feeling? I'm feeling great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm so excited um, to talk to you a little bit about your story, um, your journey, your new music that you've released, um, and just how you maintain as a boss babe on stage. So let's get right into it. Um, as a singer slash songwriter, um, who or what fuels your creativity? I would have to say it's really just like a love of music. I don't I don't know if, if any person or thing inspires my creativity. I feel like I just am a creative person and um, things like the ocean or um, other soulful music, art, those types of like crafts, arts and crafts, those things keep me inspired, but I just feel like I am a creative person. We, we talked a little bit about how you grew up um, singing and you have all of these amazing musical influences around you. Um, I want you to kind of take us on a journey to what your childhood was like, being raised around singers and musician. Um, how was your gift harnessed from a young age through to adulthood? Grew up, my, my grandfather is a bishop in uh, California. And so my everyone in my family sings, or at least the women. So my grandmother, you know, was a soprano and my aunt is a soprano and my mother is a soprano. And so I kind of felt a little shy because everyone did it. So it wasn't something that I jumped at doing. I didn't um, really find out that I really had the gift of music until I was 17. So I was kind of older. Um, but in those in those early years, I had a love of writing poetry. And so I didn't really know that I was preparing myself to, to be a writer, um, like a songwriter, it just was starting as poems and just expressing myself through words. Very interesting. I remember um, the first time that we actually met, we sang um, at an event 
I, I yeah. was invited to sing a song and then you were invited to sing your song. And when mm-hmm. I first met you, I felt like, I don't know, I don't remember how old you were. I know you were a lot younger. Um, Cause I mean, I was a lot younger, so we both were, but you seemed as though you'd been doing this for many, many years <laughs> So <laughs> to find out that you were 17 when you really started to harness that gift. That's amazing because you, you seem like you were a pro. So kudos to you for that. Oh, thank you. You sing in a lot of different venues, um, and I'm interested to know, what are some of your favorite platforms to sing on? Um, my favorite type of platform to um, sing are, are intimate platforms where there isn't so much of a big band and full, you know, full ensemble. I really love it when I'm able to just connect with the audience with my guitar, and I'm able to just kind of express my heart and let it flow. Um, those events um, are the best experiences for me. Um, and there's a company called like So Far Music. I don't know if uh, you've heard of them. And they do um, concerts in people's living rooms, like uncon- unconventional places yeah. to go hear music. So you, people all over the country will, um, you know, like open up their creative spaces, like maybe if they own a restaurant or if they're comfortable, you know, with like uh, bringing in talent into their living room so it's a really creative company um like a a millennial driven company and so i'm excited to be uh, partnering with them as well in the future wow that sounds beautiful and even just to know the type of music um that you feel most comfortable singing and the passion that you have in that i could definitely see where you're coming from when you say you know you prefer those intimate settings because Mm -hmm. i think your music comes from such an intimate place that it's it's only fitting yeah so I love that um I want to talk a little bit about your single Relentless I love that song when I first heard it I was like (laughs) oh my gosh it was stuck in my head but I want to talk a little bit about what inspired the the writing of that song yeah so um Relentless comes from a very personal place and space in my heart in my life and when I was um 19. Um, I went away to college in my freshman year. I met a musician in the gospel choir and I fell in love and we got married and we were married for six years and we have four kids. And um, unfortunately, that relationship ended in a bitter divorce. And it was a really devastating time in my life, basically having to uh, go through those feelings of of the divorce and then raising children alone, being a single parent and going through all the different struggles that I found myself going through. And um, as I mentioned earlier, my music, my singing and my, my real passion for it didn't develop till later. And a lot of the six years that I was in that marriage, I wasn't writing music. I wasn't singing music. I was just kind of in, in a situation that wasn't unique to me. So as I was processing those feelings of a divorce and as I was trying to figure out who I was and put my life back together again, I uh, started to use music as an outlet to do that. And so the song Relentless came from the moment, um, a moment I was in, I was basically writing um, and I was kind of worshiping God. And I just started to think like, it doesn't matter what I'm challenged with. It doesn't matter if I have to heal through divorce, which is what I'm doing, I started understanding, like, I will be relentless for um, my passion, my gift, my love for music, like, I will never stop reaching for, um, 
my desire to be a writer and my desire to be a singer. And so I just started to read those words kind of just started to pour out of my heart. Like I will be relentless through whatever comes my way. I will never give up on my dreams. I will never give up on what is in my heart to do, whether it's, you know, single parenting, I'll be relentless through that. You know, whether it's financial struggle, I will be relentless through that. Whether it's, um, you know, disappointment and defeat, like I will be relentless through whatever comes my way. And those, those lyrics where I say like, um, and I won't stop till I'm on top and I won't quit till I see it. And I'm not scared of what's ahead. Like I'll be relentless. And so that's the backstory of how I came to, to that title and how those lyrics came about. What do you feel that it was um, while you were going through that six year period, what was it that you feel hindered you or stopped you from, you know, chasing that passion and love for music? Being with the wrong partner, sometimes, you know, when you're with the wrong partner, you're not with the person that God has designed for you. You know, I, I chose that partner, you know, like I, that was not who God wanted for me. And so I was just, music was so far removed from, from my everyday life. You know, I was um, pregnant and I have twins, um, I have twins now. And so uh, just going through those pregnancies and motherhood and trying to finish college and, you know, you're trying to pay bills and, and buy a home and, and, you know, you're trying to do those things to be established in our society. And the real me, what I really want was just not important or at the forefront. You know, I felt very buried beneath all of my responsibility. So um, when, when, when all of that came to an end and the only thing that remained was me and my faith and walk with God, my, my love for music kind of emerged and it became unburied. And I was, I was me discovering my passion for music was like discovering myself as well. Like they, they're really hand in hand. And I commend you for, you know, being honest enough with yourself to recognize what was hindering you and kind of, you know, the, the, the right steps to make, in order to refine yourself because I know it's super hard when you lose yourself whether it's through you know a decision that you make or something that's beyond your control or whatever the case may be but it always leads to a point where you you refine yourself you know and for me that was losing my best friend you know when she passed away I thought I was going to lose my mind <laughs> but it, yeah. it ultimately forced me to come clean with myself and really be like, no, you know, I am who I am. This is what I want out of life. This is who I'm going to be and really be able to chase that. Um, you know, and I mean, I know this episode isn't about me, but just to kind of relate on that, you know, before my best friend passed, I was, I was always trying to, you know, do what made everyone else happy and help everyone else follow their dreams and push everyone <laughs> else. And even if that costs my happiness or, <laughs> you know, even if that costs me doing what I wanted to do, I was willing to sacrifice that for everyone else. And mm -hmm. after she died, it, it made me, it was like a huge reality check for me to just be like, no, at this point, nothing matters. Life is too short. My best friend's gone. I could care less. You know, mm -hmm. if I'm in the will of God and I'm doing what God has given me to do, which at the end of the day is not going to make us miserable, then, you know, that's where I want to be. So I, I think sometimes it, it really just takes that reality check and that step back for us to say, hey, this is really what my passion is. This is what I was created to do. And I've got to follow it 
at all costs. Yes. So what advice would you give to someone um, who wants to pursue their music career, but maybe they're nervous or they have, you know, obstacles in their way, or there's something that's kind of hindering them? What is something that you would tell that person that's listening? I would tell that person to never give up, to truly be relentless, to be completely sold out to that dream and that desire. Um, and in the same breath, though, I would tell that person that if they don't believe in themselves, how will anyone else believe in them? And I know that nervousness and fear is something everybody faces, including myself. But if, if, if I'm not self-confident, if a person does not believe, hey, I can do this, because as you start to move forward and, and do something positive, there are so many people with opposition, so many people with criticism, so many people that are going to try to, you know, tarnish that flame. So I would say to the person that wants to do this but is a little nervous to really um, search within and, and find the confidence within and, and really come out when you're ready to, you know, really come out. Like, you know, don't do it too soon. I would say that. Remarkable advice. Um, thank you for sharing that. Naisha, tell us, are you available for bookings and things like that? Like, how can people get in touch with you? How can they connect with you online? Um, just give us that whole rundown. Yeah, um, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, it's singnai, um, S-I-N-G-N-Y-E. Um, and you can also find me on Facebook. It's Naisha Barnes. Make sure you look her up so you can find out all of the latest and greatest from Naisha. Make sure you download her single, Relentless. Um, that's available on Apple Music, I know for sure. Where else can we get that, Nai? Uh, that's on Spotify. It's on Amazon Music. Um, it's on all of your uh, digital streaming platforms. Awesome. So go check her out, get connected with her, um, book her for your next event, check out her music. She's amazing. And I love that she's following her passion. Thank you for tuning in to the Boss Babe Life Hacks podcast. Remember to leave a comment or review and give this episode a five-star rating. Let me know what you thought about today's topic. And don't forget to share it with a friend because good friends don't let friends not hear good podcasts. Be sure to follow the podcast Instagram at Boss Babe Life Hacks. And you can find me on the gram at Farrah Lawless. Special thanks to our sponsors and guests for being a part of this movement to inspire women like you. And major thanks to you, the listener, for keeping this podcast alive with your reviews, support, and for always coming back for more. You can further support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. Your monthly contribution can be as small as 99 cents per month that will make a big impact on the podcast. Just head over to our anchor page with the link in our Instagram bio and see how you can be a part today. Until next time, this is Farrah Lawless sending you mad love and signing off. You go, girl. <laughs>